Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode of Maven Chats, the number one podcast for witches, healers, and spiritual entrepreneurs. It's your host, Logan, and I'm so excited that you're back for another episode. It's a good one. So grab a cup of coffee or a hot tea and snuggle up because this one's going to rock your world. Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, guys. I think we're live. There's always like this weird delay, and I'm not 100% sure if we're on and good to go. <laughs> um, so, as you guys hop on, whether you're here live with me or you're catching the replay, let me know that you can hear me. Let me know that I'm coming through loud and clear. Um, and also, if you are catching the replay, say hashtag replay so I know. Hello, kitty cat. <laughs> but hello, lovelies. Happy Wednesday, like I said. Welcome to day one of Witch, the masterclass. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I'm so, so pumped about this th these next three days that we're going to spend together. I'm going to take just a second and tag a few people in the video. Let's see. Will it let me tag more people? Meh, I don't know. We're just going to leave it as is. <laughs> um, like I was saying, welcome to day one. As you're hopping on, say hello. Let me know if you're catching me live, if you're catching the replay. Either way, welcome and thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be sharing everything with you guys over the next three days. Um, the content that I'm going to be sharing with you is sacred. It is um, deeply ingrained in who I am, but it's also something that I've ran from for a really long time. Um, and it just feels really good to kind of be embracing it fully, um, not just for myself, but, you know, with with you all as witness and uh, to just have the honor and have the privilege of, of sharing with you guys today is such, it's just beautiful. So I'm so excited. Um, I am going to pull my notes up. You guys know I always use notes. Um, if you are catching live or replay either one, just know that I don't really look at the comments while I'm speaking just because I have a tendency to get um, distracted. <laughs> and I'm trying to be cognizant of everyone's time. And, and this is also going to be repurposed on my podcast. So I don't want it to be too, too long. So I'm going to try and stay focused. Um, but again, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I would like to open us in just a meditation, just a short little meditation um, to kind of bring us here into this present moment, allow us to release whatever we came into this container with, um, allow us to release whatever we might be going into in the rest of our day and just give ourselves the gift of the present moment. So um, if you can, obviously don't do this while you're driving or anything like that, but if you can go ahead and join me and close your eyes. You can bring your hands to rest in your lap. I'm going to rest mine on my belly. Just turn your attention to the breath. Just take a deep inhale in through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. Again, nice deep inhale through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. One more time. 
Deep inhale in through the nose, breathing all the way down into the womb space. Feeling the breath expand your belly, taking up space. Exhale, release. Allow your breath to find its natural rhythm now. And again, just giving yourself permission, release and letting go of whatever you came into this container carrying, whatever you had going on before hopping on, let it go. Letting go of whatever may be coming in the rest of your day and giving yourself permission to be fully present in this moment. Opening yourself up to receiving whatever downloads, whatever messages, whatever unique information is here for you. I trust that the women who are meant to receive these messages will receive them. I trust that they will resonate deeply and I trust that they will provide profound transformation. And I just ask that you open yourself to receiving it, whatever source or spirit has for you. Open to receiving, open to integrating, and open to transforming. I'm so grateful to be sharing this space together. So extending my gratitude to you, feeling so much honor in holding this sacred space together. And I ask that the beings of the highest light, love, frequencies join us in this space. They keep us safe, they keep us protected, and they help us on this journey towards ancestral healing, deep, deep soul and womb healing. I ask that we be guided in this journey as we move forward together in sisterhood. I invite you now to breathe deeply into your womb. And take just a second and ask her what she has for you. Maybe you've never asked your womb questions. Maybe you've never engaged in dialogue. I create the space for you to do that now. And I invite you, just ask her, what do you need today? What messages do you have for me? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to tell me? What do you need me to know? Just allow her to speak. Leaning into the messages. And trusting in the guidance. Take one final deep inhale in through the nose together. Exhale and release. Bring your attention back into the room around you and blink your eyes open when you're ready. Thank you so much for joining me in that. I also wanna do a quick card pull just to kind of set our intentions for this first day. I am pulling from the Goddess Goddess Guidance Oracle deck. It's one of my favorite decks, um, but I reserve it for 
special occasions. I don't pull from it very often. Oh, wow. This card just hopped right out at me. So we're going to go with this one. Ooh. I'm not 100% positive how to pronounce this name, <laughs> but it says Sekhmet. Sekhmet. And her message is to be strong. You are stronger than you think you are, and your strength assures a happy outcome. So I'm gonna, oh, and I just opened the book right to her. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay. So a message from Sekhmet. And please, if you know how to pronounce that properly and I'm butchering it, please let me know. See yourself as strong and victorious. Don't complain about anything. Don't blame anyone or any condition. You're the embodiment of strength, not victimhood. As you rise above the old tendencies and see yourself in the new light of beautiful feminine strength, your life will automatically shift in miraculous ways. You'll attract new opportunities, forms of abundance and relationships to help you manifest your highest potential. Being strong means seeing yourself in the most favorable light you can imagine. Be real, allow yourself to feel genuine emotions, but most of all, be strong. Various meanings of this card may include don't underestimate yourself, don't yield to pressure or temptation, avoid complaining or indulging in negative thinking, engage in weight training exercises to make your body stronger. And then just a little bit about, about Sekhmet. This Egyptian sun goddess is a fiery protector who's married to the Egyptian deity, Ta. Her name means strong and mighty. Sekhmet is connected with lions, symbolizing her fierce protective nature, and sometimes appears with a lion's head and a human woman's body. Call upon Sekhmet to shore up your strength and power. This is such a beautiful card for what we're talking about today, especially the part about as you rise above the old tendencies and see your see yourself in the new light of beautiful feminine strength, your life will automatically shift in miraculous ways. So much of that is just exactly what we're going to be going over today. Um, today's focus is all about unlearning, unlearning the lies, the conditioning that have kept us small and absolutely kept women before us small. So unlearning all of that, abandoning those old tendencies and rising above in our own unique power and strength as women. And I just seriously thank you universe because that was the most beautiful card that I could have pulled. So I'm so excited. That just like lit me up even more. So Let's go ahead and dive into the first day's content. Before we do, let me make a brief announcement. So every day, um, today, tomorrow, and Friday, they were all supposed to happen at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the time that's happening right now. But I have to move tomorrow's to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I've already updated the event here in the group, but just know, keep that in mind, go ahead and mark your calendar, that tomorrow, day two, is going to happen at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time instead of 1.30 p.m. So just keeping that in mind. Okay. All right. Let's dive in, you guys. So first of all, I have a question. And again, whether you're catching this live or you're catching the replay, please respond. Um, I would love to see your answers. I'm always so curious, um, especially about this one in particular. But when I say the word witch, what comes to mind? What images does that conjure up? What words, what ideas? Just drop them in the comments. Um, I would love to see them. <laughs> and while you guys are responding to that, I just want to take a second to briefly introduce myself. My name is Logan Orihuela, um, aka The Womb Maven. If you follow me on Instagram or here on Facebook, 
And I help ambitious women reconnect with their feminine power to create wealth and overflow. So the foundation of my work is the body, helping women heal their connection to themselves through embodiment, through energetics, through Reiki, through yoga, um, just all of these different embodiment practices to help us really anchor in and come back home to the self. And then leveraging your creative power as a woman to create wealth and success and overflow in your life and in your business, right? We heal the relationship with the self and then we sprinkle the strategy on top. So that's how I help my clients flourish. And as women, when we're deeply connected to ourselves, when we know our inherent worthiness, when we don't need external validation for internal vibrancy, we become unstoppable. We become magnetic and we tap into this lineage of power that is unprecedented by anything in today's world. So that's what I help my clients do. I do it in a number of ways. I have private containers, I have group containers, I have e-courses, um, I do Reiki healing sessions, um, I'm launching a product line next year. So lots of different ways to work and to be in my energy, but this is a great place to start in a free masterclass here in the Facebook group. Facebook group is brand new, that's why there are only 45 of you in here. I also recently, as in today, relaunched my podcast, it's called Maven Chats, you can find it on iTunes, on Anchor, on Spotify, basically wherever you podcast. Um, so that's also a really great place to connect with me as well and just kind of be in my energy. So that's who I am. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. All right. So what comes to mind when you hear the word witch? What images, what, you know, ideas, what, what feelings, what words does that kind of conjure up? Traditionally, I would guess it would be something like black cats, cauldrons, um, maybe even devil worship. <laughs> evil, mean, cruel. Um, they might kill children. I immediately think of like movies like Hocus Pocus, um, you know, with the three Sanderson sisters who are just devoted to stealing the souls of Salem's children, right? So these are like the very traditional modern depictions of witches, right? It's not all that favorable. Now, one of my favorite Halloween movies, you guys, is Halloween Town. Let me know if you've seen it. Have you seen, I've seen all of them multiple times. I watch them year round. Um, they're so good. And Halloween Town is one of my absolute favorites. I love Hocus Pocus too, but I love Halloween Town because it's, it's one of the only ones that I know of. And it does such a great job of depicting the truth about witches and about witchcraft. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with Halloween Town, it's about this little girl named Marnie who realizes that she's a witch. And, um, I'm not sure exactly where she lives. She lives in the mortal world. The only setting that they ever really give for her is the mortal world. And then her grandmother, Aggie Cromwell, lives in Halloween Town, which is um, essentially like where all of these magical creatures, including witches, live. And the mortals are separate from the creatures and they're not allowed to cohabitate. And um, she finds out she's a witch. And she originally, she and her sister and her brother, they have these, these very similar understandings of what it meant to be a witch. But Marnie also had this underlying desire to study things like that. She had all these weird tendencies and, and things like that. And she eventually finds out she's a witch very early on in the first movie. And it becomes this whole quest for her to be able to you know, embrace her, her ancestry as a witch. Her mother is very much against it. She has left Halloween town. She wants nothing to do with being a witch and she's devoted to the mortal world while uh, Marnie very much wants to 
you know, partake in being a witch. And one of the, one of my favorite quotes from the first movie is um, her grandmother, Marnie's grandmother, Aggie says, magic is wanting something and letting yourself have it. And I love that so much. I love it so much because it's just, it takes, I don't want to say it takes the mystery out of witchiness, but it, it really just brings it closer to home, in my opinion, and it makes it more relatable and it, it removes and demystifies what it actually is because witch really just refers to a woman in her power. And this is what we're going to be talking about today, just kind of unlearning some of the things that we've been taught um, about powerful women. And, you know, the truth about witches is that they were healers and mothers and midwives and teachers. They were women who were deeply attuned to the natural world and therefore lived in reverence to it, in deep reverence to it. They were women who embodied their unique gifts and who used them to heal other people. They used things like herbalism and astrology to understand the world and to provide guidance to others. And they lived in a way that was wholly sovereign. And therefore, they served as a threat to the systems that were seeking to kind of take root and take over control. And one really great example of, you know, how the divine feminine is has been misconstrued in our society is the number 13. So I, I chose to start this this little challenge on the 13th for a very specific reason. Um, you can drop your responses to this in the in the comments, too. But when you hear Friday the 13th or when you hear the 13th, what is your kind of what connotations do you have around that? There's an entire movie franchise <laughs> built on Friday the 13th and this day being very unlucky and uh, it being associated with the dark arts and, you know, bad things. And it's, it's just a, this unlucky day when really 13 is a representation of the divine feminine. It's a reflection of their 13 lunar phases, um, even though they're only 12 months in a year. There are actually 13 lunar phases. If you take the total number of days in a year, 365, some years 364, I guess, um, it actually equates out to about 13. And um, we used to actually operate on a lunar calendar as opposed to the traditional, you know, 12 month calendar. And it honored and operated based on the phases of the moon. So there are 13 phases of the moon. Women typically have 13 menstrual cycles in a year. Um, the number 13 is very much associated with the divine and sacred feminine. The 13th card in a tarot deck is also the death card. And um, it used to be revered. And, you know, people had this, this reverence for the afterlife. But it was then misconstrued because of colonization, patriarchy, um, religion, things like that kind of came in and completely distorted what that was. Originally, there were entire cultures that worshipped and revered the mother goddess. And those cultures thrived because there was a clear balance of masculine and feminine energy. One wasn't better than the other. They were equal in holiness and therefore the civilizations were able to thrive. Right. And it's these cultures and practices that patriarchy or whatever the fuck you want to call it sought to destroy because they didn't allow space for control or manipulation. Because when a being is wholly sovereign, needing nothing from no one, completely self-reliant and sustaining, there is no space for control. Right. And that's what these civilizations who worshipped the, the goddess, the mother, whatever, 
that's that's kind of how they operated because they were so in balance and in tune with both masculine and feminine energies and this this has nothing to do with gender you guys so it's not a men versus women thing it's an energetic thing and when we don't have the balance of these two energies that's when chaos happens and we're going to talk about toxic masculinity here in just a little bit but before that i want to just clarify this isn't some like burn your bras you know fuck men <laughs> down with men um th that's not what this is because i very very much believe in the need for strong men right but there there's this need for balance and masculine and feminine energy both in terms of a society and a culture but also in terms of us as individuals and when that balance is off because we are you know completely denying one energy and relying wholly on another one which is kind of what's happened here the the feminine has been driven down into the depths into the darkness away and demonized and ostracized with something as simple as like saying the number 13 is demonic when really it's just associated with the divine sacred feminine <laughs> that's when we get shit like societies that you know, are very much rampant with violence or with war or with, you know, what, whatever, whatever, a lot of what we're seeing today, it's because there's this severing and the separation from the divine feminine. So the two energies aren't balanced, right? We're disconnected and a disconnect from the divine feminine means a disconnect from creation. It means a disconnect from, you know, having respect for um, the earth as females, we kind of embody where the earthly human embodiment of of nature and its ability to produce and to provide and to nurture that's the female body is very much analogous to the earth so when there's disrespect for the feminine then there's disrespect for the earth and now we see the earth is burning and you know climate change and all of these things and it's all a direct correlation to the subjugation of the divine feminine which is the witch wound right <laughs> so the goal was to separate the men and the women, not necessarily men and women, but the masculine and feminine, and make the feminine submissive and subservient, cut off the connection to source, depict the body as a foreign machine that we need help understanding, and create so much separation between ourselves, our bodies, our sisters, each other, that we lose all faith and trust in those things, right? And, and that at that point, we're no longer wholly sovereign. And that's when manipulation can come in. That's when control can come in. Right. And the most well-known example of any of this is the witch trials, right? Whether they happen here or in Europe, whatever example you want to look at, when women were pinned against one another and forced to testify against their sisters, their mothers, their friends, fear was perpetuated among communities and, and individuals turned on one another. A lot of what we're seeing today <laughs> between, you know, the, the different groups that have been created by mainstream media vax versus you know anti anti-vax versus vax and mass versus mass and you know it's it's this separation that's being created that's perpetuated by fear and the women most likely targeted during things like this were those like the ones that i mentioned earlier and i described earlier the healers the midwives the teachers the strong women the smart women the powerful women the women who dared to be different these were the women who were targeted right and once the connection to the sacred feminine was successfully cut off it was then demonized with images and stories that we have today of cruel evil witches who cast curses and hexes and you know while baneful magic is definitely a thing it's not the root or the sole purpose of being a witch 
and I don't know about you, but I, <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed if I lived through that shit too. So, you know, regardless, the feminine has been demonized and ostracized for centuries now, leaving the masculine free to kind of reign supreme, unbalanced, unchecked, which is why we have so much war and so much hate and so much violence. And that is toxic masculinity. Not men being strong and supportive, but society telling them that they can't embody any of the traits of the sacred feminine, which then leaves them separate and searching because they're unbalanced energetically. Right? Meanwhile, women are so deeply separate from ourselves that we spend billions of dollars to fix what's wrong with us annually. In terms of, you know, it, look up the net worth of cause of women's cosmetic and of the women's cosmetic industry. Look up the net worth of the fitness industry. Look up the net worth of the women's health industry. Look up the net worth of um, the feminine hygiene industry. All of these industries that profit off of women feeling insecure, off of women thinking there's something wrong with their body or the way they look or the way they smell or this or that. There's so much profit to be made off of disempowerment, whether it's women or men, whatever, but especially disempowered women. Companies make trillions of dollars annually because we as women feel insecure and it all is rooted in, you know, this original separation, this breaking and this, this denial and this ostracization, is that a word, <laughs> of the divine sacred feminine. And that is the witch wound. Right there. Making women feel insecure, making women feel like there's something wrong with their bodies, making people in general believe that the sacred feminine is something to be feared and something to be, you know, cast aside and, and ignored. That's the witch wound. And this is the unlearning that has to happen. This is the separation that has to be healed. And it is huge. It's a huge calling, but it starts with us as individuals unlearning the bullshit that we've been taught and healing our relationship with our bodies and embodying the truth that we're here to share. So our goal for today is unlearning. Yes, right? Unlearning and, and you know, kind of separating ourselves while we've been so separate from ourselves internally. Now the call is to separate from the external that we've been taught, the conditioning that we've been given. So the goal is to unlearn and to kind of illuminate some of the things that we've been taught and some of the things that have been kind of, you know, operating subconsciously. But it's also to remember, to remember who the fuck you are. Remember the innate power that flows through you as a woman. Remember that you are an embodiment of divine love here to give and receive love. Remember that abundance is your birthright. Remember that ease is your true nature. Remember that it is safe to be you. Remember that it is safe to be heard. Remember that it is safe to take up space. Remember that your body is beautiful and sacred. The word remember is made up of two separate parts. The first part is the prefix re, which means again or renew or a new or calling back. And then member, the word member is a piece of a whole. So the call here is to call back all of your pieces so that you are whole. 
that's what we're doing when we're healing the witch wound. We're honoring those who came before us who weren't able to show up in their fullness because it really wasn't safe. Because women were literally killed for it. It's honoring them. And the way we honor them, the best way that we can honor them is by healing that fear that resides within us in the form of the witch wound and then showing up in our fullness in the way that they weren't able to do. And when one heals, we all heal, meaning those who came before and those who came after. The science of epigenetics has proven that there is transgenerational trauma, transgenerational wounding, and that the fear and the wounds of our ancestors literally live on in our DNA. And that's why we're impacted by this. That's why it feels hard to set boundaries. That's why when you go to speak, you feel that catching in your throat and you can't get it out. That's why it doesn't always feel safe being seen. That's why, you know, you, there's this fear of judgment and of criticism and of persecution because that was such a real thing for the women who came before us. So today is so important. I feel like I haven't shared anything, but at the same time, I've shared a lot. It's so important to just illuminate what's what's going on. What is the witch wound? How is it impacting your life currently? And how can we begin to unlearn some of that and remember the truth? So I have, I always call it soul work. I have some soul work for you guys to do today. Okay. And then um, tomorrow when we're going to meet here at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, tomorrow is all about the reclamation. So today was the unlearning, which was really just an illumination of what's really happening. Tomorrow is a reclamation. Okay. So reclaiming those parts of ourselves, reclaiming, remembering, like a physical remembering. So make sure you come back for tomorrow because tomorrow there's going to be a lot of action to take and a lot of, a lot of things to take in and a lot of things to do. So Super, super powerful. Make sure you're here for day two. But between now and then, I want you to do this soul work, okay? And I want you to tag me in it on social media because I want to see you doing this. I want to see you taking action on remembering who you truly are. So the first question, that I, two journal prompts for you. The first one, what do I feel is true for me that I can't quite explain? So an example of this for me has always been, you know, I feel I've, I've always collected like rocks and crystals, like from the moment I could like see a rock and recognize it as a rock. My daughter has now inherited my rock collection from childhood, but I collected rocks and I always wanted to be in nature and I've always loved animals. And, you know, I, I have this innate ability to be able to see an animal in the most obscure places. My husband makes fun of me for it all the time because I'll just point out you know, a cat that's like hidden under a bush behind a tree next to a car. And it's like, no one else can see it, but I can. And, you know, I've always had that. And I've always had this weird fascination with witches and with, um, you know, the, the supernatural and the paranormal. And it's just always been a part of, I, I, I remember as a kid sitting and watching like ghost shows and things like that on the travel channel with my dad and, you know, for the longest time, every year for Christmas, I bought him a ghost book. And it's just always been a part of who I was. And I, it didn't make sense. <laughs> like, why do I like all this weird shit? 
So what do you feel is true for you that you can't quite explain? And now it's this deep desire to reconnect women with their bodies and to heal the relationship with the self in terms of the feminine. That feels like a huge part of me. I don't really understand why. I, I have a, a, a guess, <laughs> but I, I don't know why. Another one is I'm terrified of being behind um, like utility vans, utility trucks with poles. I don't know if you guys have seen that before, but like trucks that are, are driving and transporting like PVC pipe and things like that. I, I literally cannot be behind them because it scares the shit out of me. It's like final destination shit. I literally see it happening in my mind, like the pole coming out of the back of the truck and like impaling me. And it's, that's very graphic. I know, <laughs> but it's just, it's there. It's, it's a very, very real and visceral fear for me. So I don't know if I was impaled in a previous life. I don't know. But these are things that feel true for me. And I, I don't know why I can't explain. And this is, it's beautiful because this is part of the transgenerational trauma. It's an ancestral thing that's imprinted in my DNA. It's not mine, but it's there. And I don't know how to explain it. So what is something like that for you? What do you feel like is true for you that you can't quite explain? And the second prompt is what kinds of memories are living in your body and where do you feel them? How do you experience them? So maybe it's, you know, when you go to speak your truth, you, you get this lump in your throat or you feel this heaviness around your neck or clenching in your neck. right? That's a memory that's been stored in your body. You're feeling it in your neck. You experience it as tension, as this clutching, right? So what are some memories that live in your body? Like for an example, for me, if I, whenever I hear metal clanking together, um, like forks or one that I can't hear, I can't stand to hear, um, like, uh, hangers sliding on a clothes rack at a store. So metal on metal, it makes my eyes hurt. I don't know why, <laughs> but it makes my eyes hurt, like physically hurt. The sound of metal makes my eyes hurt. And they just, they feel like I, I, I squint and it, it just feels like pressure in my eyes. So what kinds of memories are living in your body and where do you feel them? How do you experience them? And then once you've done both of these things, then I want you to dance. <laughs> I want you to dance. Dance is an embodiment of feminine energy, especially when it's done intuitively, because it just you're just allowing things to flow, right? You're just allowing things to flow. And I actually have a playlist for you guys I'm going to share with you um, on Spotify that you can listen to. I want you to listen to. It's so fucking good. Um, but I want you to dance. And as you dance, I want you to give these, these memories that live in your body permission to express. So if you do feel something in your throat, allow that to be expressed, whether it's through, you know, deep breath as you're, as you're dancing and as you're moving, or if you feel the need and the desire to yell, to make some kind of audible sound, to make some kind of primal sound. Allow these memories to come to life. I saw this beautiful reel today. I loved it so much. I've reshared it. Um, but it was asking the question, I feel all of this anger. What do I do with it? 
I'm so angry. What do I do with this anger? And the answer was, you feel it. <laughs> you feel it. You beat your hands on something. You scream. You, you somatically express the feeling so it doesn't get trapped in the body as trauma and then passed down to your children and your children's children and your children's children's children and become more transgenerational trauma. We have to release these things. This is part of the unlearning. You have to let your body unlearn the fear. You have to let your body unlearn the trauma and release it. And a beautiful way to do that is through dance. So I want you guys to dance. And as you dance, I want you to see yourself and your body releasing any of these wounds, any of these, these scars, any of this trauma that you're holding from past generations that you know isn't yours, but you also know is there. Feel yourself releasing it. And just allow yourself to dance. Allow yourself the freedom to move your body. Let your body move you. Don't try and, you know, choreograph the movement. Don't try and don't worry about what you look like. Don't do it in front of a mirror if you're if you don't want to see. Don't do it in front of anyone. Like lock yourself in your room or in your bathroom, whatever, and just allow yourself the freedom to move freely and to be in your body. And to begin to give yourself a corrective experience around how safe it is to be in your body. That's another big piece of the witch wound is it doesn't feel safe to be in your body. Because centuries ago it wasn't. It wasn't safe to be a woman. It definitely wasn't safe to be a strong, outspoken, smart woman. Right? And this is sourced in the root chakra and it's, it's again, it's just part of the unlearning. So creating a, a corrective experience for yourself so you can begin to feel safer in your body. So that you, you begin to trust your body, which then allows you to show up more powerfully in all of the different areas of your life. I promise you, when you start to do this work of unlearning, you will show up so much more powerfully in your business if you're a business owner. You will show up so much more powerfully in your marriage and in your mothering and in your friendships, whatever you have going on, whatever hats you wear, they will be exponentially improved upon with this work, with this unlearning, with this remembering, with this healing. Okay. So that is what I have for you for today, for day one. I tried to keep it short and sweet. <laughs> So you have two journal prompts. I will share those here. Um, I'm going to organize everything into a guide so you guys can access it and it's nice and organized. And I will post the journal prompts there as well as this replay and the link to um, the uh, playlist that I want you guys to use. Um, my favorite song, well, I love all the songs on the play playlist, but <laughs> probably one of my favorites is called Woman. It's so good. It is so good. So click on that track and just let yourself dance and let the words wash over you. Let them just sink into your bones and allow yourself to remember those parts that you may have let go of, those parts that may not have felt safe, those parts that, you know, you've been disconnected from possibly your whole life, possibly for generations before you and begin this process of bringing the divine feminine back into the forefront and letting her do her job, letting her do the healing that this world so desperately needs. So I love you guys. I'm so grateful um, to be sharing this space together. 
and treat this like a ceremony you guys this soul work these two journal prompts in this dance i mean it can take as little as you know 10 to 15 minutes you don't have to journal some you don't have to journal pages and pages and pages you can bullet point and then pick one song to dance to and that can be it but i invite you make this a sacred ceremony you know another part of the unlearning and the remembering is Remembering that the feminine was honored in sacred ceremony, just like the, the masculine was. So honor your divine sacred feminine in ceremony with this. Light a candle, you know, get something really, really yummy to drink. Turn the lights down, set your little stage, you know, wh whatever you want to do, however you can make something ceremonious for yourself. Uh, maybe take a bath afterwards. But really, really take the time to honor your feminine vessel and, and to reconnect use this as an opportunity to do that. It's so beautiful. And I'm going to be doing it with you. FYI, I'm going to do this too. I'm going to post it to my Instagram stories. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not following me on Instagram, follow me at the womb maven. And um, I'm going to be sharing my, my journey with you. We're on this journey together. So I invite you to join me in this sacred ceremony and answering these two journal prompts, dancing it out, honoring your sacred fem feminine, unlearning, remembering, and coming back to your truth. So I love you guys. I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So I will see you there. Bye. Where's the off button? There it is. <laughs> Bye guys.